Thank you. On January 20th, 1981, after the pomp and pageantry of celebrating our nation's tradition of a peaceful transition of power, a husband and wife returned to their rural community of Plains, Georgia. Jimmy and Rosalind Carter were filled with mixed emotions, sadness that they could no longer serve the American people in the White House, while at the same time overjoyed that the 52 American hostages who had spent well over a year in horrific captivity in Iran had been returned home to the loving arms of their families. Jimmy and Rosalind sat in their home, the same home where they'd managed a peanut farm, planned their governor and presidential campaigns, raised four children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Now they decided how they would plan their future as a former president and first lady. Instead of fading away or cashing in, they committed fully to a life of service. They did so because do unto others and to whom much is given are more than just the tenets of their faith. They are the foundation of their character, the fuel that keeps their life in service running strong for decades. And tonight we celebrate it all and how it all began in the most humble of ways on a fall day here in New York City. In September of 1984, Jimmy and Rosalind spent a week with hundreds of volunteers at Habitat for Humanity to rebuild an apartment building in New York City. Together, they picked up hammers and nails and raised the hopes of 19 families when they handed them the keys to their new homes. Since that day, across the country and in 14 others, with more than 100,000 volunteer builders, the Carter Work Project has built nearly 4,500 homes. We work on human rights, and I think a basic human right for any human being, no matter where they live on Earth, is to have a decent place to live and to raise a family. At the Carter Center, they also promoted peace and democracy in troubled parts of the world. In 1989, they sent election observers for the first time to Panama in a protected democracy and pushed for freedom in more than 100 elections. While others looked away from the daunting task of eradicating preventable diseases, they said, let's do this. They felt a connection between those small villages in the developing world and their small hometown of Plains, Georgia, understanding that we are all linked. And they pushed to end stigmas, fighting for mental health care and equal coverage, setting goals of dignity for all of us. One is to speak out and get people talking about mental illness so that, that everybody in our country can realize that it's just an illness like any other illness. They focused on the needs of 53 million family caregivers, building them a center of their own. The Carters did this work for others, giving back as much as they could for more than half a century. On President Carter's 99th birthday, I presented this poem by Tagore to honor him and his First Lady. We are called to lift up this nation and all its people to that place where the heart is without fear and the head is held high, where thoughts are free. 
where the world has not been broken up into fragments by narrow domestic walls, where words come out from the depths of truth and tireless striving stretches its arms towards perfection, where the clear stream of reason has not lost its way into the dreary desert sands of dead habit, where the mind is led forward by thee into ever-widening thought and action into that heaven of freedom, dear Father, let our country awake. Amen. At this time, I am deeply honored to present the first ever CNN Heroes Legacy Award to former President Jimmy Carter and the late First Lady Rosalind. Joining us to accept this award on their behalf is their granddaughter, Dr. Sarah Carter. On behalf of my grandfather and my late grandmother, thank you for this very special recognition. When my grandparents left the White House, or were involuntarily retired, as my grandfather likes to put it, they dedicated their lives to empowering people to improve their own situations. Whether in Plains, Georgia, or in the tiniest village at the end of the road in Ghana, they trusted people to make the best decisions for themselves and to work hard for their own benefit. My grandparents always reminded us that the people the Carter Center aimed to help were just as intelligent, just as hardworking, just as dedicated to their families as anyone else. The partnerships they forged and the trust that they earned in those communities all over the world are at the heart of the Carter Center's success. My grandparents had the ability to envision the world as it should be with astonishing moral clarity and the audacity and determination to pursue that vision over decades. They touched so many people's lives along the way. So I'm honored to join you this evening to accept this award on their behalf. Thank you.